2: Welcome to Hour 3 of the Tom Bernard Show. Tom, as you can tell, is not here. His voice hasn't changed. I'm Bob Sansory, and I am joined by Greg Coleman, JB,
1: Melissa Kirk,
0: Andy Bernard,
1: Cassie Schrader,
0: and the Tom Bernard Show. We'll be back in a moment. Spread across two states. The Walzerway includes upfront no haggle pricing on every single new and used vehicle they sell. If you change your mind, no problem. Check out Walzer's three day return and thirty day exchange policy. I'm a customer. My family are customers, and many of my friends have bought cars from them. The Walzerway is really different, and I know you'll be pleasantly surprised. For great deals on new or used Acura, Audi, Buick, BMW, Chevrolet, Chrysler, Dodge, GMC, Honda, Hyundai, Jaguar, Jeep, Land Rover, Lexus, Mazda, Mercedes, Mini, Nissan, Porsche, Ram, Subaru, or Toyota. Go to Walzer.com, Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. We are back, hour three of the Tom Bernard Show. I'm
2: Bob Sansford, JB, Melissa, Andy, Cassie, and our very special guest, comedian-slash-comic-slash-son-of-punter, Greg Coleman. Greg Coleman! What's up? How you guys doing? Now... Obviously, it's the, people ask you a lot about it. I covered your dad when I was working at the Star Union and also then at, at the Pioneer Press when he was a punter. Mm-hmm. And I always thought, yes, he had a sense of humor, but he wasn't funny. Yeah, no, What I mean, all. is he funny around the house? Was not he a- really.
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it comes uh, from my mom. My mom has a goofy side. She has a funny side. I think, like, the presentation stuff probably comes from my dad and learning how to deal with people and talking with people and, like, learning how to read a room. Like I could give him that. Because your dad has a great voice; he's got a nice deep voice, and you obviously do too. Uh, so yeah, he's got that. stuff. just the jokes aren't aren't really uh, his forte. <laughs> but you know, it's all right; it works out how it works out. Now, did your dad? Um,
2: I don't know if you do you curse much at all in your uh, in your in your you know in your in, bits
4: in my act? Um, no, nah, I try to keep it. Uh, what's the word? Enjoyable. In- <laughs> for all like you know I'm not too many tyrants or whatever well the only reason I ask is your dad strikes me as someone who would be a little put off by the yeah well he (laughs) his thing he was never a huge comedy fan he was like "I I don't trust comics (laughs) Like, that will tell you everything you need to know about the user. I don't trust comics. And, like, Bill Cosby was his favorite comic. And he's like, Cosby never had to curse. I was like, yeah, but look how that turned out. (laughs) He he also never asked for permission. So, you know, (laughs) like, maybe enjoy a curse word and just someone who knows consent. That's a... That's what I'm saying. So, yeah, no, I just yeah, I try to keep it, you know, whatever. And sometimes with my tone, I may come off more aggressive than yeah. uh, well, I was. Like people, oh, it seemed like it was whatever. I was like, no, nah, I was just uh, aggressive on stage and it might seem like that. But, no, I try to keep it cool. I'm trying to work corporates and <laughs> get oh, Yeah, TV yeah, once yeah. <laughs> hey, to do that? Hey, yeah, hey, I want to make games. a little bit
2: of money. Now, JB and you were talking a little bit before we started about
4: if you played football. So how did you play just in high school? Did you play in college as well? I played high school and I played in college. Uh, I played at a college down in Florida called Everwaters College. Uh, so it was black college. So we played all around. Uh, and Then I ended up transferring up to Wisconsin River Falls when I was like, you know what, football's not my big forte. Because <laughs> I always wanted – Like I always liked football. I grew up in the athletic house, like I grew up with all these dudes as like my uncles, like Chris Dolman and Darren Nelson and just anyone and everyone from the eighties and nineties. And I grew up around these guys and I always wanted to do comedy. Like funny was just my thing. I was like athlete, that was fine, it came natural, but funny was my thing. I just didn't know how to do it. I was like, I didn't know you could just go to a comedy club or this and that. Like I thought, okay, play football, then Be done playing football, be an announcer. They'll put you on TV, and then maybe they'll put you in TV shows or commercials and be funny. And they're like, hey, now you're funny. Welcome to the funny world. Like, I thought I was just going to, like, kind of, like, no sense of the word, but, like, kind of OJ it. Like, you know, <laughs> like, turn it into that thing without the murder. But I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know? Like, that's what I thought. Because it didn't seem so far-fetched because my dad had a TV show.
5: Mm-hmm. And yeah. he did
4: the morning news and stuff like that. I was like, okay, we'll play sports. They'll put you on TV. And I was like, yeah, just skip all the sports stuff. Like, I liked it. Like, I loved playing ball. It was great. But, you know, I had a couple of injuries and... Uh, I, I looked at some tape. I was like, "Oh, I'm not playing hard enough to get to the NFL. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to do that. Let me what? just be the fun guy."
2: Now, did you, your dad was a terrific athlete. I mean, wasn't he a terrific high hurdler too? Or yeah, hurdler?
4: he had a world record in the 300 meter hurdles and had opportunity to go to the Olympics and stuff. But like, track and field did you do track also? I did do track. Uh, I did till about 11th grade, 11th or 12th grade. I was sprinting. And then I hit a growth spurt, and I was like, "Yo, I'm just gonna go throw, <laughs> I'm gonna go throw the discus, and do a jump, and then I'm just gonna grill with the big dudes." Like that was my thing. Like I was a 400 runner, and I didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't like it was too long. All. Yeah, it was way too long. I was like, "You mean it's like it's a 400 sprint?" I was like, "What? No." Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so that's how it was. So I did all the stuff: basketball, track, uh, played baseball till about eighth, ninth grade. And then I quit. Baseball was probably a sport I really loved the most. My uncle played baseball, too. He was kind of ticked off when I quit because he, uh, Vince Coleman, so he was a ball player. So I grew up with all those guys.
2: He was a decent decent
4: ball player. He was a decent decent dude. Like, that's all I wanted to do, just bump, try to hit home runs, and just steal. Well,
2: your uh, your uncle was a pretty good guy when it came to stealing bases,
4: too. Yeah. Yeah. It was like him and Ricky Henderson back in the day. They were going back and forth. Um, so yeah, so yeah. So who's, grew up in this is your, who's older? Your dad is, or is
2: Vince older? Yeah,
4: my dad is older. Vince came after my dad and then broke all of my dad's records back in high school and back in college. And then he was like, I'm going to go play baseball. They both have the opportunity. I think he got drafted by the Rams, and they wanted him to be receiver, because he's the fastest your dad? Uh No, my uncle Oh, Vince. your uncle Vince. Yeah, Vince. Uh, they wanted him to be receiver. He's like, no, I want to kick. They're like, no, you're not going to do it. Like, that was the same thing with my pops. He got offers to go anywhere and to play college ball, but they're like, no, you're not You're not going to punt. Like, you're fast. Go be a receiver. And he's like, no, I'm going to stick it out, and I'm a punt. And it worked out for him.
2: Now, I, I covered the Vikings, well, Eighty-four through your dad's when he left. Mm -hmm. I don't recall him ever lining up. Did he not have hands? No, because you think you'd take advantage of that speed. Yeah.
4: (laughs) Well, the thing was, he was the third-string quarterback. I believe. I knew that. Yeah. Yeah, I saw a couple plays of him holding and zagging. And running around and getting out of it. But he's got, like, he's, like me, he's got small hands. He doesn't have the receiver hands. Like, you know, and also they have, what, Sammy White and they yeah. have Ma Rashad. So it's like they're not going to be like, hey, Greg, go out there. You know, it was just different. Like, maybe now they might throw him out there with that speed. Like, oh, my God, this punter, we need to yeah. cover him and then throw someone underneath him. But, you know, I think it was just, you know, how the 70s and 80s went. I don't think Bud Grant <laughs> was like, hey, let's throw a decoy let's out. Let's, let's throw the punter out there. Yeah, Bud wasn't known for that sort of thing,
2: <laughs> yeah. to, to do anything like that. So mm-hmm. you, uh, obviously, then you, you, you've made comedy your career. What what did your dad want you to be? Did he ever say, I'd like you to be uh ex or, you
4: know? Uh, uh I, No, he just kind of wanted me to do and find something that I enjoyed. And you found it. Yeah. You know, and, yeah, so that that was really it. I think, you know, sometimes his parents are like, yo, we just want you to find something that you like, something you like doing, and I kind of bounce around. I did radio for a while, and I did some TV stuff, and then, you know, radio brought me to comedy. And I think you seeing like, comedy's kind of paying itself back, you know, to me on kind of getting gigs and doing stuff around, and it's like, hey, no one's told me to quit yet, you know? <laughs> so I think that's... Uh, where it is so it's either been like comedy or working in education Uh, that's just kind of where my family's been my mom was a big educator and my dad was a teacher for a while so it's either i'm working with kids or you know doing some form of entertainment
2: now andy erickson who you you've known her for a while she was Mm -hmm. in with us and i asked her this question because it came out of actually a um brian miller is on a a show i do the bs show every wednesday Mm -hmm. and he told us he, he did not know when it was booked, but he showed up, and it was a white supremacist bar or club. Yeah. What's the weirdest club you've ever been booked
4: to? That's oh. how we got
2: Andy to tell us about the ana- – she did the backyard uh, anniversary. The wedding?
4: Oh, man. that I would kind of love and not love doing that white supremacist show. <laughs> I mean, like, it's like, if I have a clear exit, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to start out. Because you got the
2: speed. Yeah. Just you know I me. Mean? Yeah, I got some shoulders to See me. what happens. <laughs> you never know.
4: <laughs> right? Uh, I think the weirdest gig that I ever did, I was in Atlanta, and I I did this show. I thought it was just a normal show. Come to find out it was a talent contest. So I get there, and the door guy wouldn't let me in. I was like, hey, man, I'm on the show. He's like, I don't care. I don't know you. Everybody's got to pay to get in. And then there's all these cameras around. And so it ends up that they're shooting like a reality TV show, like one of those, The Wives of Atlanta or a Rap of Atlanta, oh, yeah, yeah. just something, something VH1, <laughs> and just not like, oh, I wasn't prepared for this. Like I was wearing Toms, you know, <laughs> like I'm not ready to be on this show, but whatever. So I got in, and I like was getting ready to do the show, but before me, there are three hula that they're, they're scantily clad women were dancing <laughs> before me, three of them and i was like i can't follow that like no one (laughs) wants to watch me so i go up after that then the host she talks to me for five minutes and mind you i only have maybe five seven minutes of material and she's asking me questions about stuff i'm about to talk about so i'm like all right lady you're making this really weird and i go and i make a joke and i make a joke about a rapper from atlanta just there's a dude called Walker Flock of Flame mm-hmm. and he was a big aggressive rapper. And I made a joke just about him and Peter. I was like, that's a weird partnership. And someone was like, yo, don't talk about Walker. I was like, well, what do you mean? Like it's not a mean joke. Like But people get he's like, Walker's my cousin. I'm like, oh
5: Jesus. <laughs>
4: and then like more people started popping up. And then some girl in the front row, she was just like, boo, like she had a chicken <laughs> wing in her hand. And she's like, boo. And I was like, really? You're going to boo me over this? And I was like, all right, well, if you're going to boo, boo. So the whole crowd, just like, boo, oh. boo. Don't talk about walking. And I was still on stage. And I was like, you guys done? Cool. I got two minutes left. And then, but while they were booing, I was like, oh, this isn't as bad. Like, if this is the worst that it gets, like, I can deal with this. And I finished out my set and went home and I felt really weird. I was like, that was really weird. Really weird. So that was probably the one that was the most weird, but it like kinda helped like a little ah define yeah. a moment. And it's innocent now. Like there's nothing on the line. Like it might be different one day. It's like, hey, you do want a correspondence and you're never gonna be invited back ever and you get fired from your agency. That one might suck. Yeah. But yeah. it's now It was the Cheetah Club in Atlanta is my (laughs) most favorite. And I have them on my list. Like, I'll go back to the Cheetah, make them laugh, make them spit their chicken wings out from laughter, (laughs) make Waka Flocka come up on stage and be like, you right, Greg, you right. You right, right. So those are my redemption. That's my little notes.
1: Do you tailor your skits or what, you know? (laughs) I mean, do you tailor it to where your location at?
4: Um, I sometimes you got little tricks here and there. If you know a name of a town, I throw that town in there, or a neighboring town, just to get people. Oh yeah, you know it's where Dubuque is, yeah. or Me knows Polk, Wisconsin. Like <laughs> you know something like that. But like, kind of the older I'm getting, the more material I'm getting. Like you know, stuff just becomes universal. Like mm-hmm. I'm talking about family, dogs, pets, or else just my point of view. Like I try not not to make it very minneapolis centric Mm -hmm. you know minnesota centric um so yeah i mean it yeah it's not 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 too too much like i might tailor it if it's like a show with these people or this group like all right cool i'll do some school stuff teacher stuff kids stuff relationship Mm -hmm. stuff like it's more tailored on age more so than location
2: now andy was saying that she travels what like two to three times a month Mm -hmm. how how often are you out of town
4: um, it depends. Summertime, I'll work more and I'll pick and choose because I'm still working a job here. Uh, so I'm working at, at a school. Uh, Are you i work teaching? At schools. So I do behavior interventions. So I, well, that's not
2: exactly a laugh riot. A, yeah.
4: I mean, it, you gotta have the right, you gotta have very thick skin and you can find something to laugh at every day. Like either I can get mad at it or I can just find a way to so laugh at it. So you're like
2: the it. school muscle.
4: Yeah, pretty much on the school bouncer. Like that's, that's uh, that's my job. I've been doing that. I've been doing youth work for like the last ten years. So I always said, like, listen, if I'm gonna go out and tell these weird jokes that destroy the earth, like I might as well try to help. It's balancing kids, it's yeah. in life and yeah. universe. Do some balance, and it's all good. But you know, until I'm in a spot, which, you know, hopefully soon. I love the kids, but forget the kids. I'm the future. <laughs> like I wanna do it, uh, do it more full. But I'll still like my job's cool. With me taking off Um So like yeah I'll travel and also host some events With NBA um, And Major League Baseball So yeah I had an 8 week tour in the middle of school like last year and 8 was, week? Yeah it was it my was schedule, schedule what, to behave, Yeah like the teacher's like oh my god I hate Thursday and Friday Like I'll leave Thursday Go somewhere Come back Monday take a red eye Come back Monday morning go to work Stay there till you know Wednesday for Thursday, depending on what time I leave, and that was just kind of the schedule. But yeah. oh man, so yeah, what about was... now th-
2: this summer? What do you? What places you going to be traveling to the rest of the
4: summer? I uh, just left. I was at was in Wisconsin uh, comedy on state a club out there. Uh, I'll be in New York in August, in LA in August. Um, so I'm just trying to you know kind of hit those spots. You're a busy guy. That. Most
2: of yeah. most of the comics aren't working a, a day job.
4: Yeah, it's uh yeah, I mean, uh, I've been fortunate to kind of find people like they know. I'm not necessarily trying to climb the ladder there. They're just like, hey, man, as long as you're here doing your job and all getting stuff about. done. Like, it, yeah, it's all good. HR doesn't necessarily know all of this. Probably sitcom. best that way.
2: That's where you want to identify the district. Yeah. <laughs>
4: um, it's not the yeah. Buffalo School District where I'm on the school board, by the way. Yeah, no.
2: We, it's we'd def- love to have muscle there. No. Yeah, it's definitely not <laughs> Buffalo. But. All right, now, uh, I, we're going to come right back with you. We're okay.
4: going to talk some more but. Royal Comedy Theater tonight, mm-hmm. one yeah. show, eight o'clock. Yep, eight p.m. and then one show tomorrow. Tomorrow, at 8 p.m.
2: All right, we uh, what we're going to do is the Tom Bernard show is going to take a quick break. As I mentioned, Tom will be back. Well, the next time you you hear the show live, and he'll be back. For now, though, we are going to take a break.
0: Just like all of you, I had been hearing about My Pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone says. Well, I received my first My Pillow and I love it. But make sure you use promo code TOM. Call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. That's 800-516-5146, promo code TOM. member FDIC, an equal housing lender.
2: Just wondering if uh, you chose that. Is this like Greg's theme song on stage? He's gonna he rock you. pumped
4: yeah, Get <laughs> up. Ready to push these jokes? Punch <laughs> <laughs> you with some comedy! Yay!
2: Yeah. JB, Melissa, Andy, Cassie. I'm Bob Sansbury of the Tom Bernard Show. Hour three with comedian Greg Coleman. He is at the Royal Comedy Theater tonight at eight o'clock. Tomorrow at eight o'clock. And uh, yeah, that he. Uh, I, I assume you you do have an, an air conditioned car. Do you do you start it up in an air conditioned garage or do you have to actually go in the heat it all?
4: Nah, I gotta I gotta go heat it up. She's uh, outside baking in the heat. But yeah, nah, man, it'll be all right. Like we we know how to deal with this. I think, <laughs> not.
2: Nah. Yeah, well, I've got a kid who's been telling me he's gonna fix it. I have a window mm-hmm. that. The battery or the the motor runs on the passenger side, but it Mm -hmm. won't go down. This goes back to when we had the snow and it froze. And he keeps saying he'll take care of it. Yeah. And it it would cost me hundreds of bucks to have it done somewhere. But he could do it because he's a mechanic. Mm -hmm. But he hasn't done it. The other one. The other window doesn't move at all; doesn't have a motor, so I have no front windows. Fortunately, the AC works. If that goes out, I die today. Oh yeah, this could be your last. Yeah, you could might be, want could tell be your the stories. last one I do. Exactly. Well, you know what I want to add? As you were talking before, you mentioned that you've done shows before. You did radio. Mm-hmm. Why has KFan not had you on with your dad on the sideline?
4: That would be a lot of fun for both of you. Have they ever talked about it? Yeah, they need to.
5: <laughs> uh, like,
4: no, not I've, I've, proven, I've proven I can talk. You know what it was, though? For the longest time, I would uh, just kind of help my dad out, especially when they're in the, uh, in the Metrodome. So I'll just go down there with the games and I'll kind of be the runner. he would be like, oh, all right, I need batteries. I need this or that. Or I'll go check on the injury and I'll help him do the uniform stuff. So I was down there. Um, but uh, I, he doesn't need my help, man. He's got the pregame preach which people love, Um, you know, people come up to Mm -hmm. me all the time, and they'll be like, oh, I thought you were the other Greg Coleman. This doesn't sound like the pregame preach. But, yeah, I mean, I think it would just be something fun I think it would be a lot of fun
2: if you guys, but even
4: if you just... Talk back and forth because you could add
2: humor to what's going on. I think it'd be an even more popular segment. Not, you know, he can do his pregame preach, but then you should have a chance to do some of your preaching.
4: Yeah, I think I think it definitely would be fun. We did a segment with uh, with Jana on Channel 11 talking about the Vikings, and I thought it was fun. And I like stuff like this because we're kind of getting at the point. Where it's like, you know, I continue to kind of build my name around the city and people like, oh, recognize, like, oh, okay, that's you and you. And then, like, I have something more to bring to the table. But, yeah, K-Fam, let's get on that. Like, I did Ron Johnson's show <coughs> yeah. on K-Fam with him. But, yeah, we should definitely, we should do that.
2: you So, you, since you were born, your dad was a pro. Fo- you've been around the Vikings mm. your entire life, right? Yep. yeah Yeah.
4: Pretty, yeah. Like, I grew up. What year were you I, born? I grew up 1983. Well, yeah, your dad was a of 1989 of Hollywood's listening, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> sort of <laughs> in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, I got to age myself down. But, yeah, 83. Uh, so, yeah, I was in it. I, I remember going to games in Milwaukee for the for the Packers back when they would play County Stadium in Milwaukee when it was just very Yeah, close. it was the
2: mid-80s because I remember going to Milwaukee to cover. 84 mm-hmm. was my first year, what I call the – Les Steckel error, E R R O R. Your yeah. dad actually—that was my first uh, real interaction with your dad. Was after he dressed up in army fatigues. Oh, yeah. For the first day of uh, of um, when he had that first practice for for training camp, mm-hmm. he wore the fatigues because Less Steckel had basically he did had him do an obstacle course. As part of it, and that didn't go real well because, you know, you must know Mark Mullaney, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Mark pulled a hamstring the first time out. He had people dropping like flies because yeah. they had him run 40s and they had to do a lot of things. Guys were getting hurt left and right. Your dad came out of it unscathed.
4: Yeah, because you know. he didn't have to hit anybody. I'm sure he was stretching. <laughs> that's, right. like, that's part well, of yeah, it. Like, stre- just gotta he just got to go a in stretch. and stretch.
2: Yeah, and he was very good at that. Oh, yeah. He also, and it's uh, it is a talent. Your dad was one of the. I think the not. I don't know if he. He certainly might not have been the first, but he was one of the early punters to to hold for kickers, Mm -hmm. and he was terrific at it. I don't know if you ever talked to him about you know as a holder.
4: He was really good at it. Yeah, he used to have those camps and would be out there and like, listen, man, is if I can have two positions on the team, like, kind of builds up your value, you know, Um, because they could have a quarterback there do it, but like you could have now, now punters. Are pretty much all of it. Yeah. It's pretty much your job. And he's like, Hey, listen, like I, I, he coming in, a lot of people didn't want to give him a shot, especially the first black punter in the league. But he's like, yo, if I can do this, because a lot of punters can do this, but they can't hold, you know, like, Hey, I can be hold on field goal to extra point and I can do backup kickoff and this and that. So, you know, yeah, he, he talked about the importance of holding. I, yeah, he's more skilled. I have his hands. He doesn't have big hands. Uh, so holding was never. For a guy, my now, no offense, but for a guy
2: your yeah. size, because you're not tiny, you do have little hands. Yeah, man, it's, it's all man his hands. fault. <laughs>
4: it's <laughs> all his. If I had bigger hands, I would have been in the NBA, and I would have coined the position the power guard. Like that's, <laughs> that's what I did in college. I would go hoop, and I, I would I'd be posting up guys six foot eight because I got shoulders. <laughs> So it was the power guard position.
2: That's pretty good. Now, so you, uh, do you do, you do ath- uh, any athletics now? Do you still play sports? I still try
4: to stay a little active. Like, I got a, a group of buddies that will go try to play flag football, like, every Saturday morning. Um, or else if we don't, we'll just tell the wives and the girlfriends we are just so we have Saturday yeah. mornings uh, completely free. But, yeah, like, I still like to stay active. And, you know, I'm, I'm one of those nerds who bikes around. All the time, and I'll try to, you know, play ball. Do you uh, live in min- Minneapolis? Or you, yeah, yeah, no, right over by the lakes, over by Lake of the Isles. Oh, nice. So, so you'll,
2: well, yeah. I, I think I put my feet in what was once Calhoun, and what are they calling now? Motto, my, I have no idea. What, yeah. what is it, Cassie? What is call it
1: called? Mars. Oh, <laughs> uh, Bede Or something oh, like that.
4: <laughs> that is correct.
1: think they just call <laughs> okay. it City Lake. Mm-hmm. Like,
4: exactly. so a, but How you say Bede?
1: <laughs> yes. day make sky yeah, like
4: because ma- yeah, yeah people wash their butts in that water yeah. too
5: i've
2: seen some things the, the only time i've ever been in is when i i actually went into that uh what the hell was it called where you had the, the surfboard with the with the uh Oh, the
4: wind sailing. Wind
2: sailing. Yeah. My w- wife and I did windsurfing for uh we did it for a few
4: weeks and I hated it. Yeah. So we didn't keep those things very long. Yeah. Uh, and I, I would, didn't
2: like falling into Lake Calhoun.
4: Yeah, I would I would if I ever needed a dip, I would just try to go over to Cedar Lake. Yeah, that's or, a lot cleaner. Or Lake of the Isles, even though they're connected, but I like, no, oh,
2: Lake of the Isles I thought <laughs> was even dirtier than Lake Calhoun. Because they had all those damn
4: geese. Yeah. <laughs> they still hanging out there, the geese. H- Hidden like, yeah, they're Yeah, they're all out there pooping. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I had to yell at them. I was on my bike the other day. I'm like, get out the
1: way. I'll hit you. (laughs) They just got done. uh, The goslings just grew up pretty much.
4: So they're all getting out of the nest.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised that Google doesn't have a pronunciation. But yeah, it's it's Bade Yeah, it's, Bidet.
4: so I wasn't wrong. Bede. so it, it is, is.
1: It's B D E. Yeah, it's pronounced like Bade K A. We're gonna
4: call it Washbutt Lake. Right, that's <laughs> what it's called on here on out. Washbutt Lake. JB, you you knew it. You nailed it. How, did you uh, you uh,
2: you live around there? You don't live around there, you? I-
6: Lived uh, across from Lake Calhoun for 13 years. It's Also oh, French
2: way. <laughs> did you leave because it became Bidet Macasquat? Stop? No, I. I, I got had, the bidet down, and that's it. it. I don't know
6: I moved when my son ter- went into the eighth grade, and he moved in with me. And I didn't want a teenager living in my living room, so I had to find a, a place with two bedrooms.
2: <laughs> what high school would he have gone to if he if he, if well, he,
6: lived he there? He he wound up at the same high school, Southwest.
2: Okay, because okay. I lived uh, my townhouse. Was on the old West football field when they yeah. had West High School over there because I was right behind the. Uh, there were these townhomes right behind the YWCA, yeah. which was a great place if you're single to live. Yeah, but married yeah. with kids, it didn't work out so well, or wouldn't have worked out so well.
4: Uh, didn't Prince go to West High School for like a minute? Did he? Might have.
6: have. Uh, he may have, and then so, he wound up at North.
1: Yeah, yeah, because he where he lived, and then he moved out of his home and moved in with. Um, God, was it andre did he move in with him and that was in north minneapolis so yeah then he yeah. went to north so kids have the basketball
4: kids, jersey with the little afro
2: <laughs> shoot the J. <laughs> so kids that live in uptown will go to southwest now yes That's where they go so what, yeah. okay southwest north south what are the other city schools
6: roosevelt mm-hmm. where's
2: roosevelt located
6: it's in south minneapolis Yeah.
4: Closer
2: to the Hiawatha area. Yeah, Edison,
6: Edison, 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 which is in northeast, and Washburn is in. uh, It's south, also closer, closer to southwest.
2: Southwest is a nice looking campus. That area is real nice too, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Southwest
4: kind of is like a private school in the middle of uh, Mm -hmm. in the middle because there's cul-de-sacs there, and because I always
2: would get lost around there Mm -hmm. when I go buy it. Yeah,
6: it um, it's always in the top three hundred schools in the country, public and private.
2: Academically, you mean? Yep. Well, it's not too shabby. Nope. Uh, not known for its sports, though, is it?
6: Uh, they had a run when my son was in school. I'm not saying he had, you know, he, he ran <laughs> track and he well, was a good football. Athlete. But, mm-hmm. uh, they really started pushing Washburn for, uh, sports back then. Yeah. So, and actually gave him a run for their money a couple of times in football. Didn't win, but
2: those kids can go to any school they want in the city, right?
6: Uh, Pretty much.
2: As
4: long as you can get to it.
2: Yeah. Well, there's transit in, in public transit in that uh, That's in why I want to
4: keep my apartment, just in case one day I have a kid and I want you to go to Southwest. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm 18 years away from that, but, you know, still.
5: Well, at
2: least because you don't have a kid now. Yeah, no, definitely. Well, that's nope. more than 18 then.
4: Yeah, that is true. That is very true. You're, you're 19. You hear that, Mom. No. You're pretty much
2: 19 even if you start on it tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get it going. So are there things when you do comedy that you stay away from? Do you do politics? Do you stay away from that? Or do you stay away from religion or anything that you, you really, you know, because offe- some things offend people.
5: Yeah,
4: I don't. I don't necessarily shy away from stuff. I feel like as long as I can talk about it. And my voice and my point of view and for the most stuff, like I'm not necessarily trying to hurt anybody or pin people against each other. Uh, So, you know, sometimes you you can talk about politics. You can talk about, you know, stuff that seems taboo as long as, you know, you're ready to defend your joke. Like, Hey, this is what it is. If someone wants to approach me afterwards like, hey, I didn't like this or whatever. uh, yo, that's fine. That's, that's your thing. Like, there's been times I've told a joke, and three people got it. And I'm like, you know what? That joke's just for you. <laughs> you know, I got something else for everybody else. But, yeah, like, you know, I don't stay away from it because, you know, religion and politics and stuff like that. I don't harp on it because, you know, we hear about it all yeah. the time. But, yeah, like, if it's in the news, if it's something like, you know, I'll touch on it I'll talk about it for a little bit and see. If it's working, it's working. Cool. If people are shying away.
2: What's the uh- – my thought would be the toughest crowd involves anything with a
4: bachelorette party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one. You know what the funny thing is though, that's not always like when you're headlining that's the, the taking care of the bachelorette party is very important for the mc. And more than likely, your oh, for, mc okay. is the newest person on the show and they might not know how to deal with it. Either they'll engage them too much and they start talking or otherwise <laughs> they'll like they'll bash him right away and then he'll mm-hmm. make the show weird. Um, so by the time I get up, if I'm headlining, hopefully they will kind of talk or have gotten the talking out, like it's your job. Like, oh God, I feel like I'm an old season comic, which I'm not, but I'm just saying like as an (laughs) MC or a feature, it's your job. If you got to deal with a drunk, uh, bachelorette party, like try to figure out a way to get it going. So by the time, you know, they're quiet, uh, when the headliner comes up, but I mean, they're all right. Don't they always seem to get the best seats too? They're like right yeah, in front. Of you. Yeah, yeah. Or like they're right when it gets dark. Like you can see the first three rows, mm-hmm. and then you just see shiny stuff. <laughs> um, it's like I feel like that's a bachelorette party, but yeah, like you know, if you uh, yeah, you talk to them quick. Give them their little thing, and then move on. Oh, they're pretty happy if you acknowledge them. Yeah, most of the time, the bachelorette, it's fine. It's the drunk friend that nobody likes that's always the worst one. Because the bachelorette, she's just like, no, I just, (laughs) yeah, thank you. All right, yeah. You know, but it's the drunk friend. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, my God. Why isn't this bachelorette party about me? Yeah, (laughs) she's probably the one who tried to set it up. And like, yeah, just don't, you know. I don't want to say don't come to the comedy shows because we're glad that you bought the tickets. Buy a ticket, but, but then don't show up. Yeah, yeah, I like that. <laughs> That's all. <we laughs> want. That's like the third time you talked about it. Just buy a ticket and don't don't come. Um, yeah, what do you care? As long as they bought the ticket, you're right? still getting paid. Yeah, I need some fireworks money, baby. This is a door deal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, a sellout is a sellout. Doesn't matter if they're right. Uh, they don't have to be in attendance. It's not a full out. Yeah, they don't have to be in attendance. It's just a sellout. Buy the tickets. Yeah, at ColemanComedy.com. Uh. uh. <laughs> And, and tonight, well, yeah. eight o'clock. Or show up yeah.
2: tonight, eight o'clock tomorrow at the. Now that's right. JB said earlier, that's right downtown, right?
4: Mm, yeah, downtown.
2: The yes. comedy yes. theater. Yes, yeah. downtown Hopkins.
4: Yeah, and mm-hmm. there is parking, but it is like I like those little town downtowns. Like yeah. I feel like every city, if you have more than twenty thousand people, you need a little downtown area. Yeah, like that. Like yeah, I like it. Let's take
2: a quick break. The Tom Bernard Show. We'll be back in a moment.
0: Hi, this is Tom. If you spend any time at the lake, you can relate to the pure joy of hanging out on the dock. You, family, friends, and the calm of the water. If this sounds like heaven, you're going to want a Flow Dock. Flow Docks are rock solid with double bracing to eliminate side-to-side sway. And get this, you can install, level, and remove your Flow Dock without even getting into the water. You see, Flow's passion to invent a better way to make life easier comes through in every product they make. Right down to flow boat lifts that are quieter, faster, and effortless to install and use. Are you starting to see a pattern here? Flow is about making things easy, meaning you have more time to enjoy being at the lake. Isn't that why you go there in the first place? See for yourself why they say they've been perfecting leisure time since 1983. See them at F-L-O-E-I-N-T-L dot com. Flow docks and lifts. A better way. I remember when my older brother came home from Vietnam and how proud I was to be seen with him in uniform. I'm a huge supporter of our military men and women and always have been. I've also got a soft spot for women and children. Lincoln said in his second inaugural speech that we should take care of the wounded and care for the widows and orphans. That's exactly what the Gold Star Ride Foundation does. This summer, the Gold Star Ride Foundation will travel across the country visiting Gold Star families on an ambitious adventure to help those families and remind them they are not forgotten. I made a commitment to help this organization just like Weston Choppers, Northlight Color, and Print Media Minnesota, and you should, too. It's pretty easy to do. Just visit www.goldstarride.org and click the Donate button. Many of my listeners already have, and that's great, but let's not forget, we're all in this together, www.goldstarride.org. Today's a good day to do it. Be proud of our veterans and their families. Make a contribution today.
2: We are back, to Tom Bernard Show. I'm Bob Sansevier, JB, Melissa, Andy, Cassie, and our very special guest. Greg Coleman, he's going to be at the Royal Comedy Theater tonight at 8 o'clock. Tomorrow, 8 o'clock. Now, you mentioned your website. Is that the best place to go if the people want tickets and to find out where to find you going down the road in the next few weeks?
5: Yeah.
4: Uh, yeah, I got some dates there. I'll be there. I'll be at Sisyphus in a couple of weeks uh, I'm doing some hosting with the X Games. Uh, when that comes in town, I'll be in Acme two more times this summer and probably awesome oh. comedy what,
2: what, what so was that what he said? is that the brewery <clears throat> sisyphus yeah oh that i didn't realize they did comedy too they, yeah, have they do an, sometimes yeah
4: they have an awesome little comedy room in the back like it's not like a bar show they have a dedicated room for stand
2: how many comedy. of the, the these crap breweries are going that way it's smart to do
4: yeah like a lot of there's probably four or five weekly shows or really at least, like, the bi-weekly showcases at uh, at breweries. Like, there's a great open mic every Thursday at Sisyphus. Um, yeah, like, I mean, it's a club that you could record an album in. Like, that room, that's how it is. So they, you think it's that one that's going to
2: become more and more popular as they get more into it, too?
4: Yeah, I mean, yeah, because they've been pushing and trying to find out, like, what's the right thing and how to get, you know, the right people in there as far as, like, just crowds um, and stuff like that. But once people get in there, they're like, oh, okay, this is – this is nice, so yeah, it's cool. Like, where? I mean, what's their location? Ah, uh, they are right by Dumwoody College. Oh, that's not a bad place to be. Yeah, they're right by the Sculpture Garden, so it's
2: easy to get in and out of there too. Then.
4: Yeah, and I think sometimes you can park in that lot, <laughs> <laughs> or else just have someone push the button so the arm goes up. Four cars.
5: Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs>
2: Sorry. Hurry up and get in.
4: Now you were yeah. talking
2: a little bit because oh, I asked about your bachelorette about bachelorette parties have hecklers ever but you seem like you'd handle yourself fine with with hecklers because you're a behavioral expert yeah but i mean do you get heckled much or people know can they tell just from your demeanor don't mess with me
4: it uh it happens <laughs> um it yeah it just it depends on how you want to respond to them was but. it normally women who heckle or guys nah, uh, yeah, if guys heckle is from like the back of the room because they're brave when
2: they're in the back. Yeah. Get out bra- quick.
4: Yeah. I had a dude yell at me, he called me a cupcake. I was like, for real? like he was cupcakes. like a cupcake. And I was like, this dude just called me a cupcake. <laughs> wait <laughs> like, me, I just was... laughed at him for calling me. What does
2: that even mean? I just found what is he's yelling
4: at it to you. I found out that it was uh, the political thing. I guess that's like it's Trump like people s- call. Snowflakes? Liberal people. B- yeah. So that's a, but I guess he was like, Well, you're not white, so I'm gonna call you a chocolate cupcake. Like, I guess that's <laughs> Or whatever, and this is all I could imagine because this is the only time like this. Like I've talked about politics, I said something about Trump, and it wasn't even scathing. I just repeated what a student said to me, and he got mad. He was like, oh, 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 "Cupcake, I'm a law enforcement," and then like he left. I was like, "You're not. You're a rent-a-cop." But yeah, like <laughs> yeah, like it it happens. It's a part of the game. But it's also, like, sometimes people think that they're helping. Like, yeah. if, it's a, if it's an emotion that just comes out, I was like, all right, well, we can go somewhere. Like, I'll try not to be super combative right off the top. And I'm like, yo, if, if it's not ruining the flow of the show or something like that. And sometimes people will heckle and say stuff. And sometimes you can ignore it. Because if most people are, like, still into you, like, that's a weird thing. Like, the worst heckle that there is is people who don't know that they're doing it. Like, people who will just talk, have that conversation. like, dude, I can hear you, and you're throwing things off. Like, so I had a like bad. Repeating, um repeating punchlines. Yeah, or either repeating punchlines or else, like, I was like, oh, I was at a lake. Oh, what lake? Man, come on. <laughs> like, <laughs> mm-hmm. this, isn't, this isn't a conversation. I know he's not trying to be like that dude, but it's like, yo, it's happening. And I had a moment where it's like, I kind of addressed him. Um, but the problem was, the rest of the crowd didn't hear him. And he was doing it throughout the rest of the show. So he's ticking the comics off. Mm-hmm. So I kind of got into it with him. And the crowd's looking at me like, oh, why are you being a jerk? I was like, no, this dude's been whatever. But they're not on my side yet. Um, but yeah, for the most part, like I'm used to it. I went a year without really writing down a set list or like writing jokes out completely. And I'll just go out there with an idea and just kind of go back and forth. So I feel like that's kind of helped me with knowing how to talk and how to bounce back and forth and kind of have that thing, kind of dealing with a heckler, turn that heckler into a situation and then move on. Because I really try, I try not to be very mean to people, like unless they're coming with some venomous type of stuff, which doesn't happen well, too often. I haven't seen you uh, do comedy, but you
2: strike me as someone who you do have uh, you have delivery, which is huge. Because I saw there's a woman I, that in town that I saw do it, her delivery delivery was incredible. Mm-hmm. But she had no jokes. They, nothing was funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but if she could find somebody who could write for her, yeah. she'd be hilarious. But if you have jokes and you have delivery, you've got it made. Yeah. And you, you certainly it's, seem to be a funny guy and you've got delivery.
4: It's just a thing that happens because sometimes some people find their jokes first, they're like great writers, but they're not good at delivery or not like you don't know, know their cadence. And there's some people like I was kinda like I was used to talking in front of people. Like so, I was never really uncomfortable. I was like, "All right, let me just get the jokes," and that's all it is—is just finding yourself. Um, But yeah, once those two kind of mesh up, then you know, hopefully uh, things will work out. But yeah, I'm not. How often have you you seen people have incredible jokes they just can't put them over? You see a lot of that in comedy? Yeah. Like, I mean, we see it myself. Like, I see it myself. I was like, this joke is going to be good in four months. And, you know, there's some jokes I may have had. There's a joke I had, like, three, four years ago. And I was like, I just don't have the skills to tell this joke yet. You know? Really? Yeah, because it's just, and, like, I don't know where it goes in my set. Like, I know it's funny. But I don't know how to tiptoe it around it yet, and you just—it just didn't have skill. a place in your set. Yeah, it just didn't, and maybe I just wasn't ready to tell that joke. You know, I was
2: like, t- oh, do you use it now? Or
4: is it uh, Still not there. No, no, I think I've used it like, and it just came out of nowhere. Like I was just flowing. I was like, oh, that joke from years ago. Oh, okay, I can take this out, put this here, blah blah blah, and it just—it just, it just kind of happens. Um, like that yeah it's all it's all timing that's all that's why we have open mics like open mics have to practice your jokes but it's also to practice who you are and Ooh. to get yourself comfortable on stage and I've kind of noticed that's my strong strength it's kind of delivery and just kind of having the confidence on stage that's like alright I'm going to control the show yeah, like, that's what I like to do.
1: Yeah, because I watched a little bit uh, of you at Acme, and like right off the bat, you were really engaging, and I think that's important to do it right off the bat. Because if you start off slow, you're gonna lose the audience. You're just, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know.
4: Is this a weird? Yeah, I had this fun thing. Or Chad Daniels, he came up to me. He's like, Greg, you scared me. Like I had this <laughs> joke. Ronnie said three words for the first minute of the joke, and I just made it really weird because I was following side. And mm-hmm. You know how a side will bring a crazy energy <laughs> and just, right, all right, yeah, I'll follow that. Like, all right, screw you, side. Like, I'm not going to try to jump on side's energy because if I got to start all the way up here, there's nowhere to go. So I went after him, and I said one word, and I repeated it three times. And it just got really awkward and tense. And like, I'm, and the punchline just came up. Like, I knew the punchline, but it was just to change the energy, just mm-hmm. to get people to pay attention. And so sometimes that will, that will buy me time. Cause people are like, yo, what's this dude doing? And they're gonna pay attention and try to figure it out. And it gets tense in the room. And then like I'm just pulling the bow back, like, uh, oh, all right, boom, here's the punchline. They're like, oh, all right, cool. Like I even saw Chad in the back. He's just, what are you doing? What are you doing? And then after the set, he's like, dude, I had no idea what you're doing. Like that was, I'm glad it worked out, but I was very scared. And I like those little tense moments. Like mm-hmm. I like creating it because it's. You can have your hits, bow, blah blah bow, 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 But I kind of like it being, like, you know, an experience, an engagement with people. Like, yo, some stuff was tense. Where are we going? Oh, okay. Like, here we go. Then roll, roll, roll. I got to make it fun because, you know, if I tell these jokes over and over, sometimes I want to tell them a different way
2: mm-hmm. and
4: kind of make it fun for myself. But, you know, it's, that's that's what it is.
2: Well, is there a giant notepad at home that you, you have or do you uh, – <laughs> No, I mean, where do you put your jokes? Do you put them
4: on a computer? They're all in your head. I need... I had jokes in my old phone, and I lost them. I'm still... I'm trying to get back to writing, because I'll still kind of have an idea, and I'll go out there, and I'll work it out. Um, So I could tell the same joke 10 times, and it might sound a little different each time. Uh, Like, I always have the base of the joke, but I like to leave a little bit of room for... Oh, well, this is happening, dress this, dress this. So, tonight I am making like jokes. So I was like, all right, let me start here, 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 here. Like, if it's a showcase, if I'm doing something for like a, a TV thing, then yeah, I'm gonna go out there with the jokes. But, like, if I got like 30 minutes, like, I was like, all right, I wanna talk about this, I wanna talk about this. But sometimes, like, I have a fun and a good show, but like, God, I forgot to do that joke. So, I gotta start writing them down because I just forget. Like, I'll burn through a lot of material kind of like so what that. do you
2: what do you get tonight 40 minutes or uh, how long it,
4: when you're, you're the headliner what do you have so uh on set for the most part is at least 45 minutes um Ooh. so it's like yeah so but like last night i did the show in eau claire and did like 55 minutes i was like oh god there's stuff i didn't talk about um so like yeah so when you're gonna headline i just kind of I'm gonna make a set list. Hopefully, I'll try to follow it. But if not, you know, like if I don't do those jokes, it's not like me 45 seconds on stage. Like, what was I gonna say? Like, well,
2: it, you look at your watch. You go, oh, shit, I go? Show shucks, excuse me, Casey. <laughs> I got 39 minutes yet to fill.
4: Yeah. Now hopefully, I'm kind of I'm past I'm past that. Like, oh, can I fill the time? Like. Um, And that just comes with just being comfortable and stage. Like, sometimes it's like, yo, this show is not going how I want it to go. And sometimes you have those moments you're like, oh, okay, thank God. That was the longest five minutes. (laughs) Let's never do this again. But there are some times when you're just rolling and going with it and be like, oh, man, I got seven minutes left. Let me figure out what jokes I want to end with. Is is, is there
2: or are there jokes that have been in since the beginning and you've worked where they they show up that you just love them so much and people react to them so well?
4: uh i I have like favorites a couple jokes that people like really like and like oh my god will you do this joke will you do that joke um and some of them like you just kind of outgrow like there's a a joke like my first two years people like you gotta do that and i was like god i tried to do it once earlier this year i was like god i forgot the joke like i haven't just i haven't told it in that well it's
2: good that your comedy evolved
4: yeah like yeah that's a good thing like i wanted to Continue to grow, but there are some points where it's was like, "Yo, I'll take this piece out of that joke, add it to this joke as a tag or a bump up, or this can be a transition from here to here." It's like, yeah, just something that kind of comes with growth. So,
2: it, I mean, it's, it's what you do is not you make you guys make it look easy, but there's a lot that goes <laughs> into
4: what you do. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's a lot of weird. It's tough trying to explain to people like some like what made a show good, what made a set good, what made the show bad. I was like, well, what? the show sent fine. People were laughing. Like, no, they laughed at the wrong part of the joke. I don't want them to laugh at that part. I want them to laugh at this part. Like, well, people are laughing. Like, it's, yeah, it's a very weird, cerebral thing when you get up there because it's crazy. It's a silly thing to do. Like, yeah, hey, I'm going to go talk to this room full of people who all didn't come from the same spot. Everyone had a different experience. They're mm-hmm. at the club. And now, like, hey, strangers, let's talk about what I want to talk about. I want you to laugh.
1: I, you know. well I think too I mean you have to have a personality that's just funny you know because some people can say jokes and they're funny jokes but the way it comes out it's like <laughs>
4: uh, but there are some people who aren't funny like in life but are really good mm-hmm. joke comedians and like that works and like it, it's I find it I think you want what you don't have there are some people who can tell those jokes every single time and go bow 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 like I've love a comedian who can go do that I was like god because I don't have that skill set yeah like I'm still working on it but there's people like Greg you can go and talk with people and just make it seem flowy and easy and how do you do it like I don't know it's just whatever like that's kind of my style and like there's someone who I you know work with and write with he was very meticulous and disciplined I was like I love how disciplined you are but you know everyone's got their own road everyone's got their own story
2: probably when you started out was there a comic that you watch and you said why am i doing this i can never be this yeah all of them all <laughs> of them stop uh,
4: yeah no a lot of them man but I, i've been fortunate to be around really good comics and kind of build some friendships because when i started i just stayed in the comedy club like that was it they used to call me Guest at greg because i would just stay at a comedy club, at, could I get a guess at? Could I get a guess at? And then you know all these awesome people you like end up admiring. Like gosh, like I know this person now. Like I can talk to these people, and it's just funny seeing people's progression and just seeing them. Like I remember, like two years ago, rell was drunk in my car eating Taco Bell, and now <laughs> he's got his own show on Fox and this and that, and just blowing up. Like it's very crazy. Where comedy can take you if you if you let it and if you kind of will your way into it. So so far, yeah, it's been it's been cool. None of these guys I respect have told me to quit yet. So <laughs> it's been like that's where I'm at. Like when there's people like I really expect like respect and like yep. if they're like maybe you shouldn't do this like but they're like hey let's go on the road or else like hey I'm gonna refer you to this person refer you to that person like that's something that's like all right man keep it going like they're like yeah keep keep pushing so so yeah so that's, yeah, so that's where. That's and like.
2: Greg Coleman, he is at the Royal Comedy Theater in Hopkins tonight at 8 o'clock, tomorrow at 8 o'clock. Parking's <laughs> a
4: lot easier than Minneapolis. Yeah, yeah. Su- super, yeah, super easy, man. But, yeah, hopefully you guys can come out. If not, like, there's a ton of great comedy, as long as you're just getting outside and going to see somebody, man. Like, That's all I care about. Promise me this. When you yep. see your dad, you will tell him.
2: Chad, Why don't you have me on the sideline? Let's do a thing together.
4: I'm gonna tell him tomorrow. He's gonna be in town. I'm back. Hey, man, let's do. I told him at his golf tournament that. Or
2: call Chad. uh, Uh, Chad called Abbott. Abbott, tell him. Go to him. I'm gonna
4: invite him. I'm gonna go drop him off tickets tonight. Hey, man. Just come. But I told my dad, I'm no longer just his son at his golf tournament. I said, I need to play as a local celebrity. (laughs) you're a
2: celebrity. (laughs) All right, and uh, speaking of celebrities, Tom Bernard Show with Tom Bernard will be back. Live the next time they're live, Tom Bernard will be here for the Tom Bernard Show. Thanks so much. Talk to you later.